0: I'm your host, Peter. If you're tuning in for the first time, we're a father and son movie podcast where I'm the father and Phoenix my son. We review the movies that I grew up watching, generally from the 80s and 90s, but um, if you are a regular listener, you would know that Phoenix is currently grounded, and the past couple months I've been having guests come on, Um, but today I want to... Review, not necessarily review, but more uh, to give some of my initial thoughts of season five, episode sixteen of The Walking Dead. Uh, I typically don't really do TV show, um, especially The Walking Dead. I it's a show i do enjoy watching if you are looking for a podcast that's gonna analyze and break down the scenes um i would definitely recommend checking out uh, podcast fandom uh that's nina perez from the uh, project fandom and also bald Moves, the watching dead and unspoiled podcast natasha spoiler hour so i would definitely check out those three uh if you want something a little bit more in depth um, I just want to do some, you know, again, my initial thoughts about um, about this episode. Again, it's the finale. Uh, this uh, will contain spoilers, so if you have yet to see it, go watch it first, come back, and then check it out. Um, I probably won't play a song or anything, so I'm just going to kind of get into it. Um... The, f- the beginning of the episode we see morgan sleeping in a car uh, he encounters a guy with a uh, a w on his forehead and they kind of talk about that a little bit so we do get a little bit of uh, exposition here about the the wolves or at least the um this guy he kind of explains the original settlers uh were were wolves or something but um why I wanted to talk specifics about this scene is because he keeps saying the word "we." This guy that is talking to Morgan, uh, this guy, he's actually trying to take like Morgan's um, uh, belongings and equipment, uh, some of the things that he has, um, and but yeah, he keeps this guy just keeps emphasizing the word "we," or maybe just keeps overusing it. And Morgan, he, you know, kind of looks around to see, you know, who is we. And I think he kind of has an idea that somebody else is there as well, but uh, is, you know, maybe hiding. Um, He does hold a gun uh, to Morgan and, you know, wants him to kind of surrender everything that he's got. And the guy says that he wants to take Morgan along with him. Um, So he's got the gun up to Morgan and he tells him to be still. And at this point, somebody comes out of the bushes behind Morgan and, you know, he kind of stands up and um, smacks the guy with, like, his bow and hits the uh, the other guy with the gun. So I think that had that guy not mentioned we and maybe just kind of kept it that, um, you know, made it sound like he was there by himself, that it could have gone a different way. Uh, but we do find that that gun had no ammo uh, Morgan tried shooting a walker with it and um uh you know it didn't it didn't fire um we do see Rick um actually you know back to that scene real quick that that kind of makes me wonder i i don't know if these two guys if they're out scavenging or are they just out of ammo um that is something that uh they don't address obviously that uh, this particular episode they're going to um kind to kind of introduce the wolves and i'd imagine that they're going to come back in season six i guess i I should have started off saying that i don't read any of the graphic novels Uh, i have very little knowledge of the graphic novels um the very little that i do know is from listening to you know the um the the podcasts that i mentioned uh earlier Uh, so i do know a little bit about um about what goes on in the comics because of them but uh the wolves yeah you know it's it's obviously been teased throughout this uh season 5 and i think they're going to play a major part in season 6 but i was a little curious why this guy who is using a gun to kind of intimidate morgan why there were no rounds so they i guess you know i don't know if it's going to be a big group if they even have ammo um Maybe they just have a bunch of weapons with no ammo. So that's something to kind of keep in mind uh, for Season 6, I'd imagine. Um, But we do see Rick, um, the last episode, you know, he got knocked out by Michonne. And it looks like they have been keeping him in um, one of the houses that hasn't been completed yet. Uh, The walls, they still have sheetrock walls up, and, you know, it just, it doesn't look finished on the inside. And Michonne, she's kind of keeping watch of him, and uh, I guess Rosita might have been, she patched him up, you know, while he was knocked out. I'm not sure exactly, I I think this is the next day, Um, because later on, Deanna had mentioned... You know, uh, a couple days prior is when Gabriel came to her to talk about the group. Um, but the 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 main group, they come in to visit Rick. And they kind of have a discussion about Deanna mentioning that um, she was going to hold a meeting that night, probably to talk about uh, possibly banishing Rick but apparently Maggie still hasn't informed the group yet because no one's brought that up which is still kind of suspect i'm i'm not sure why uh Maggie hasn't told anybody uh, not not even Glenn who's her husband um but i mean it does come out or it comes up later on but nobody you know questions Maggie why haven't you told us but in her defense they don't know if she even heard um, or if she was there to overhear what Gabriel was telling Deanna. Um, the, the next scene, Sasha is bearing a bunch of walkers um, that she had been shooting. Um, they have, you know, gunshots to their head. And she lays on top of them in a hole in the ground that she dug. It's, it's a pretty big hole. Um, I'm not sure, I, I didn't... Really have any thoughts about that, but I took it, um, took the notes down, just because I, you know, we've kind of been seeing Sasha dealing with PTSD lately, and I don't know. I guess this is just another crazy scene, and we don't really know exactly what's going on. Why is she deciding to bury uh, these these corpses? Because I mean, they're already dead. Um, I'm not sure. She doesn't bury them, but she does throw them into the hole, and she just kind of lays there. And then we get to see uh, Aaron and Daryl. They're, they're still out um, trying to recruit. And Aaron tells Daryl about him having to drop off uh, two men and, and a woman in the middle of nowhere. Um, he basically just dropped them off and gave them enough food and water to last a day. And now I'm kind of curious if these two men were from earlier uh, with Morgan. And maybe possibly the woman is the one that was tied up around the tree. I'm not sure um maybe the, I, I think this is a reason why i'm I also don't cover t v shows because um I don't think I'm you know uh, that uh analytical um I mean I just have thoughts and things i mean obviously if, if for the regular listeners that I have listened to my shows i um I don't know, I I don't do a whole lot of analyzing. It's just really talking about, you know, scenes throughout movies and stuff. It's really trying to get Phoenix's opinions, you know, uh, for being a teenager and um, seeing what he thinks of, you know, the older movies. Uh, But when I have guests come on, it's, you know, it's easier to kind of analyze a little bit more because I am working off of somebody. So, um, you know, doing this on my own and watching it only just a one time, I only really have, you know, just, um, just. I'm still processing it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I haven't really thought about uh, a whole lot of these things through. Just you know, things worth of noting. But um, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting if uh, if it's ever gonna come up exactly who these people are that Aaron is is talking about. We do see them um, kind of tailing a man in a red poncho um and daryl points out that he knows um to use wild leeks to rub on his face to keep the mosquitoes off of him so i'm not sure how much more that really tells us about this guy that they're checking out but just that he kind of knows um I, I, i i guess it is kind of a type of survival skill um I mean, that's all I really picked up from it. You know, maybe this guy hunts, and he just knows how to keep the mosquitoes off of him. Um, and Then the next scene, we see Nicholas. He is watching Glenn, who's uh, sitting on a porch. Nicholas is probably a couple houses away, just kind of spying. Um, but then Maggie shows up, and she talks to Glenn and tells him that the meeting is uh, exactly you know, what they thought it was going to be. Um, And he tells her that he loves her. You know, she kind of, kind of, she kept on questioning him what. Because he had this look on his face. And he, you know, he wouldn't answer right away. And once he told her that he loved her, I was very concerned that in this episode, Glenn might die. I mean, because that's kind of a trope within itself. Um, you know, am I wrong? I mean, in movies and TV shows, for, for movies and TV shows where somebody's going to die... That's just kind of a tell, um, at least I think it is, where, yeah, saying, so, telling somebody that you love them, one of you is going to die. So that's one. And I, I'm going to kind of consolidate some of these scenes. Um, again, just because I'm not really reviewing scene by scene, I'm just going to try to keep some of the stories uh, together. Um, and then we see... Um, we hear some rattling, and Glenn uh, Glenn looks over and sees Nicholas climbing over the fence. Now, I kind of had not really an issue with this, but we kind of we've seen throughout the last few episodes um, in this place where people are free to leave the gate uh, as they please, and yet you still get people climbing over the walls. Now, the 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 only reason why I don't quite have a problem with this because if I was Nicholas there's no other way Glenn was gonna follow me outside the gate unless he is curious to see why I'm climbing over the over the fence so I get that Um, so Glenn follows Nicholas and he gets shot because he didn't he didn't see him and uh, Glenn falls down a little cliff and when Nicholas runs over uh, to look uh, to look for him Glenn is gone so it's just one of those things, you got to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, Glenn was able to kind of get up and run away somewhere and kind of hide. So now Nicholas can't find him. Um, So we then see Nicholas and he seems to be lost um, or at least looking for Glenn. um, And it's starting to get a little bit darker and he comes across a walker and instead of, he pulls out a knife and decides to shoot it instead. And then out of nowhere, uh, Glenn tackles him and uh... and then they fight and um it was a really good scene too because <laughs> one one point it actually kind of reminded me of breaking bad because glenn repeated um... shut up like three or four times you know kind of reminded me of the uh, the scene with skylar white telling her sister to shut up Um but it was really tense you, you know they when they were fighting uh... nicholas was being a douche and he was you know sticking his thumb in um... glenn's uh bullet wound you know in his shoulders where he shot him and um i was really concerned Uh, uh, again just from what i had mentioned earlier about the you know glenn telling maggie that he loved her i thought you know we might be seeing uh glenn die um in this scene right here with the uh the fight with nicholas um my next set of notes is about gabriel uh we saw him earlier in the episode leaving the gate Um, He sees a walker feasting out on the road and he whistles at it like he's calling it over to come out and play. Kind of reminded me of the scene in Warriors a little bit. But um, the walker had a noose on it, so that's really interesting. Um, I'm not sure if there's a significance for it or was it there just for the kill of the week kind of thing. You know how every week they always do something really cool. But uh, Gabriel grabs the noose and yanks at it and kind of pulls off the uh, the Walker's head. Um, so that was, uh, you know, kind of a cool, a cool kill scene there. So I I think maybe that's why they had the noose, um, cause if it was if it was a necklace or something, I don't think it would have been um, as effective unless it was one of those '80s gold chains. Uh, but when he gets back uh i think it's spencer right who's the the gate guard um spencer had to go somewhere i guess and he asks gabriel to close the gate for him which he's you know he says okay or whatever but uh so spencer runs off and gabriel um kind of kind of slams the gate um so hard and as he walks off the gate is still you know it doesn't close all the way it kind of slides back a little bit because of how hard he pulled it so he didn't even make sure that it was secure, and he doesn't even lock it up um and we kind of already know what's gonna happen right something is somebody or someone something or someone is gonna get through that gate um so we go back to Darrow and Aaron and they they lost a guy in the red poncho, but they did find some trailers with what they hope would have food in them um and Aaron, he finds uh, an Alaskan um, license plate because we have, you know, found out uh, previously that he collects them, which kind of, you know, I I know his boyfriend, Eric, is it, is injured, but we haven't seen that guy since that first episode he was in, right? So I wonder what's going on with him. But anyway, Daryl opens up one of the trailers and it triggers off some trap where it opens up the other trailers and then we find out that there was a bunch of walkers inside all of them. So that's just uh, another one of those things, you know, in the uh, Walking Dead universe, you don't hear a walker until the last moment. So all these walkers in these trailers, you don't get to hear any of the noises. But uh, very interesting to see that uh, these trailers, not filled with food, but are filled with walkers. Um, just a very big trap for someone It's it's very interesting I can't wait to really listen to The the other podcasts um, That cover the show uh, Hopefully we can get an answer uh, But I thought this was a really uh, cool scene Because Aaron and Daryl They do uh, fight a lot of walkers There's one point Daryl whips a chain um, Kind of like he's a ghost rider And he uh, like Slices like three walkers head In a row Um and then they run to a car, and they kind of get stuck and surrounded by walkers. And inside, there was a note, and it even says that um, you know that it was a trap, and you know to not stay or something like that. I I didn't write down exactly what it said, um, but they they try to make a run for it. Uh, at first, Daryl he was gonna go himself and have Aaron's you know Aaron save him um, save himself and you know they decide that they will both just leave but before they do so uh we see one of the walkers that are up against the window um gets a bow through the eye um and hits the hits the window and then, you know we find out that it's Morgan Morgan kind of saves them and uh, they kind of meet Morgan says that they uh or well, that he's lost you know he doesn't want to join them and you know, hands Daryl the map that we have seen um, teased previously at the end of um, one of the episodes. And on there, you know, it it's, it says the world. Uh, I forget the exact saying, but it was talking about the world would be better if it had Rick Grimes, or you know, it had Rick's name on it. That that's what Daryl sees and realizes that Morgan is looking for them. So, uh, what's funny is this episode. We went to um someone's house to watch it. We were uh, kind of late for a viewing party. And since everyone <laughs> didn't make it on time, uh, we were going to wait for the second showing. But um, I don't know. Uh, one person kind of convinced the whole group, you know, let's, my, let's just watch it late so that way we don't have to um, wait two hours to watch it and then, you know, get done late. So when we did uh, decide to start watching it, um, this was the first time I had seen Morgan, and I actually thought that this is when Morgan does finally show up. So I had no idea that in the beginning, that's how it started. That we already see Morgan and stuff. So I actually would have liked it better if we had seen Morgan just now for the first time. You, you know, because because um, that's the way I saw it, and I thought it was really exciting to see it that way. And then maybe um, I don't know a flashback of some sort, uh, that would show, you know, the, um, uh, the beginning credits. I- I'm not sure, but, um, and then the next scene, Carol pays Pete a visit and she tries to set him straight. And, uh, you know, all over Twitter, everyone was hashtagging, come at me, bro. Uh, which is funny because, uh, I tweeted, come at me, bruh, you know, so, uh, everyone had the same thought, and, uh, it was just a really good line, so already she was kind of threatening, uh, Pete's little kid, and now she's threatening him, and I gotta say, I really hate, <laughs> hate this guy's name being Pete, you know, well, since mine is Peter, and, uh, anytime I listen to the podcasts, and I, I hear them say Pete, you know, uh, some people, they call me Pete, too, usually the people at work, and they're usually the older guys that I work with, uh, so it was really really hard to listen to the podcast. Um uh specifically uh podcast fandom because I, I write in sometimes and I'm also active in their face um Facebook group page. Like I know they're not talking about me, but it's just so weird when they say that name. Sometimes I y you, you know, it's it's just it's really weird. But uh yeah, she just you know she um threatens Pete, tells him that uh, he really needs to to get it together, or she's, you know, basically threatening him, and um, she said that she can, you know, um, because of the face that she's been putting on, nobody will suspect that it was her that that killed him. Um, Rick goes uh, to visit Jesse, and I feel this scene really only existed um, was to show us that Pete is in the other house looking at them through the window which is weird because we just saw him breaking furniture in the other house too so does he just stand by the window and watch Jesse because she was inside the house trying to put a blanket up over the broken window that um, Rick and Pete you know um, flew out of so so is Pete just walking around the house and then once in a while just looks out the window but you know he's watching Rick and Jesse talk and I think that's supposed to foreshadow you know obviously something's going to happen later Um, so Rick and Michonne they're talking and we do find out that she's still on his side because Carol and Rick um, and and Daryl they kind of kept it to themselves that they stole some guns uh, from the armory and they just wasn't sure how Michonne was going to take it, but she kind of, um, you know, this scene solidifies that, yeah, she's still on their side. And, uh, he then goes out and finds that the gate is still open. And he kind of deduces that at least one walker has gotten through, you know, that there's some, um, you know, like blood and stuff on, on the, um, um, on the lock, uh, on the bar that holds the gate closed. So he, you know, and he sees like the drips of blood too. Um, so he figures that one of the walkers has gotten through. Uh, Sasha, she goes to see Father Gabriel at the um, at his, you know, little church, and is she's looking for some help. And he kind of shames her for her sins, and uh, she nearly kills him before Maggie gets there. I just, you know. He's gonna get his, and unfortunately, it wasn't in this episode. They, I think, they're just building up for us to really, really dislike this guy because I, I can't imagine one person being okay with him, especially how the scene ended. Um, was it the not the last episode, but the one before? You know, when he went to go see Deanna and just kind of, um, you know, told her how their group was really bad and that they're evil, but um. The big, the big scene at the end is the meeting, the the town meeting. Basically, um, they're talking about Rick. Uh, Rick, Pete, Glenn, and Gabriel are the only ones that aren't there. Um, well, I think Rosita is watching Tara. Uh, see, I, I've only watched it uh, the one time, but I'm just pointing out the ones that aren't there because that's brought up. You know, the ones who aren't there. Uh, at the meeting but Deanna finally mentions how uh, Gabriel came to talk to her about the group and Rick walks in with the walker uh, that he had he had been fighting. He did find the walker. Um I, I forgot to mention that in my notes, but uh he finds the walker and he had a pretty long fight with it. You know, he I don't know if this particular walker just caught him off guard or why did it seem so particular particularly strong that um you know the walker was on top of Rick, and he shoved like the gun up the walker's throat, and you know shoots out of its mouth or something. And then, uh, like all this bodily fluid from the head just drips onto Rick's face. So he brings that walker to the meeting and just drops it on the ground. And um, he has his speech about how they need to change immediately. You know that he had previously thought that he would have to kill somebody to, um, to kind of show that, you know, they need to change. Um, simultaneously, we see Tara wake up from her coma and um, Sasha, Gabriel, and Maggie, they're sitting in a circle praying. Uh, well, that, <laughs> that was out of nowhere. Uh, uh, Pete shows up drunk, uh, so I guess they put him in a house with some booze. Uh, and he has Michonne's sword, and um, Reg tries to stop him but he gets his throat slit uh, trying to do so so Reg is dying in Deanna's arms and she looks up at Rick and everyone that I was watching this with you know we were like do it do it and she tells him, you know she gives him the permission she goes "Um, Rick you know do it and he with no hesitation he just turns around and then he shoots uh, Pete we don't see Pete's face or anything like that but we see that um, Rick just had this no emotion, uh, type of look on his face, just this stone cold killer look, and um, it was definitely a, a, a you know a moment to uh, applaud. You know, it it was a really good scene, um, just as good as the fight with with Nicholas. Uh, I think the struggle because I think it cut while they were actually fighting, and it really got everyone that I was watching it with we were all really concerned uh, I must say that we were, we we're also a, a room full of Asians we're covering our mouths we're looking around at each other's reactions but we really thought um, Glenn was gonna get it in that scene and uh, the tensions were really high and, and the music was definitely setting the mood um, but at the end there um, after Rick shoots Pete off screen someone says Rick's name and it cuts to, um, you know, we see Morgan and Daryl and Aaron are by his side. Uh, so, yeah, Morgan's got this look on his face that uh, he does not approve. And it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what's going to happen uh, in Season 6. But that's that's pretty much all of my thoughts, really. Um, you know, it's, it's not a whole lot of substance, but... Uh, I, uh, again, I I, I gave a few recommendations on podcasts that will uh, review and um, analyze the episode. And I just wanted to to kind of talk to somebody, or I just wanted to put out my thoughts, really. Um, I had some friends that hadn't watched it yet that I wasn't able to talk to. Uh, I was hoping to get um, some of my podcasting buddies to kind of jump on, but most of them are on the East Coast um probably asleep already so I uh, just wanted to turn on the mic and put some of my thoughts on the, so the listeners can hear so if um, I'm not sure if this was interesting at all but if you want to check out you know our previous shows again I do it with my son where we review older movies um and that one we definitely go uh, most of them we go scene by scene anyway uh, sometimes we do some of the newer stuff but those are usually uh instant reviews and reactions after watching the movie um some of them we've done like right in the car uh after watching the movie and we just record and um we upload that instantly so that's just um sometimes usually the the uh the newer movies and um when he is grounded, I try to get guests to come on the show, and we try to do uh, some, you know, some of the other movies, you know. That way, for the, the listeners that are still subscribing, they get to get something um, instead of nothing. So, uh, if you want to email in with your thoughts, um, you can do so at hlfpodcast@gmail.com at gmail uh, You can find us on Facebook. Just type in Hydrate Level Four. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at HLF Podcasts. Um, I'm not sure what I have coming up. Uh, I might have a few guests uh, c- to come in in the month of April. Um, Phoenix isn't that co- uh, close to be ungrounded yet. I know he's working really hard to get his grades up. That's really what's preventing him to, uh, you know, to to be in some of these podcasts. But uh, if you subscribe to the episodes, you know, you can check out. Uh, any new episodes that uh, I do release and in the info it will let you know whether or not he was on that particular episode I usually list our names on there too so that way uh, that people will know you know if uh, Phoenix's name isn't on there they don't have to download that particular episode nor listen to it but um, please rate and review the uh, the show if you've checked us out um, I'd like to uh, I-, I-, I welcome any um, constructive criticism you know if you have any you can do it in the form of the email or you can even do it in the itunes reviews uh love to hear uh, feedback from any of the previous shows if you've checked them out Uh, but until the next episode i'm peter and this is hydrate level four